So hi, welcome to Nice Podcast with Radio Aftermath. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspires you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Mm, here we go. Um, so I started the band back in 2014. Um, basically just come out of a pop punk band. It was a bit like Newfound New Glory style. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, I've just I wanted to do something a bit more um, punk rock rather than pop punk. Uh, so I started this band, doing it on my own. Uh, the name came from the classic. I just had loads of words I liked, and I just put them together to see which one sounded good. Yeah. That was one of them. Decided on that. And then following that, uh, a friend of mine told me about the, um, the Oppenheimer speech about the nuclear bomb. It's mm-hmm. one of the guys that invented the nuclear bomb. And he's mm-hmm. just describing, um, he's just witnessed it go off for the first time. He's just describing what it was like. That video coupled with the name just absolutely like set everything in motion for the image of the band, mm-hmm. like all the artwork that we've done. And that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Solid. All right. That's really cool. Did you have any more names that were... Uh, possibly gonna make the mark but they didn't <laughs> the the way uh, quite a while ago i i honestly can't remember what else we had and what else i had that's uh, okay yeah yeah no i can't <laughs> <laughs> thank you for trying <laughs> I appreciate it. uh so congratulations on your newest uh single release estranged how do you feel your response to that so far been pretty so good. Every I'm talking to someone. I'll let you. I'll let you go, Rob. I started off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say every single we've released um, since our first one, which was almost a year ago. It was last April. It seems like we've got the response has got a little better every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this rate, in about ten thousand years, we should be seeing million plus streams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Better late than never. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys recently put out a remix of your song, You and All of Us. Uh, what inspired the idea to remix it, and uh, how did that come about? Um, yeah, lockdown inspired it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. In the, in the UK, we've been officially in lockdown again since the start of January, I believe. We had... I mean, it never really ended, but we had like a brief break over Christmas where we were allowed to see our family for like two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so basically we've been sat around bored since then. So I've just been dicking about in Garage Band and then playing around with uh, with the original You and All of Us and ended up tweaking the knobs until I feel like, oh, that sounds good. Okay. Um, yeah, so I just put it to the rest of the guys, like, oh, do you mind if I release this? Because I'm, like, low-level proud of it. <laughs> All right. Will you guys be putting out any more remixes? Or was this just, uh, like, a one-time thing? I mean, I'm still, I'm always messing about myself. I don't know about the other guys, but possibly. <laughs> There's okay. no, no immediate plans. I'm okay. computer guy, so I, I just stick to jamming on the guitar and writing words <laughs> yeah okay that's fair <laughs> i get that uh, so speaking of writing actually can you guys tell me a little bit about your writing process for the single um 
well, generally, it's one of us has a song idea, whether that be a guitar riff. Which it generally starts off with a guitar riff, and we just hash it out at, at like band rehearsal and stuff. Yeah, there's generally a lot of writing uh, yeah, it. Have to write words to all these songs, which I, I think I do all right. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of uh, sort of WhatsApp voice notes uh, mm. in band chat, just of riffs and things like that that sort of get bounced about and lost <laughs> in the ether. Um, I'll be I'll be walking the... to town or I'll be walking to town or work, and so you can hear lots of traffic behind me. I'll just be like humming into my phone and. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we. We've managed to build up a good sort of discourse. I think we understand uh, a lot of the weird mouth noises we make when we're trying to explain songs to each other. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, communications key. So I think we're we're getting good at that now. Definitely, it's yeah. become a talent. I'm very talented. Like when we tell Jack we need the drums to sound more drums, he knows what we mean. <laughs> so it seems like it's a very collaborative process, even if you guys aren't in the same room together. Yeah. Um, I've been in bands personally before where it's been like when when you join the band they you know I specifically ask like oh um do you want someone who's gonna do what they're told kind of thing or do you want someone who's gonna contribute to the writing normally they'll say they want someone who contributes because it sounds better than being like I have a vision this is my baby and I need someone who's just gonna shut up and play Mm -hmm. um a few bands where they've said that and it turns out that someone had a vision and they wanted you to shut up and play. Um, so with this band, we specifically all go out of our way to try and make that less the case and try and make sure everyone has a voice. And um, well, I, I, I originally said that at the start, but they're, they're all bigger than me. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, if Chris ever tries to bully us, um, it goes badly wrong for him. Yeah, you guys will break lock time to go kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, it is really good, and I'm like the newest member. Like I only joined the guys sort of mid last year, and right off the bat, I think it was the exact same thing I said to Chris. Like, do you just want a someone to come and play the parts that are already there, or do you want someone to sort of, sort of like get involved? And um, yeah, it, you know, it's good. Um, everyone sort of chips in, and we come out with good songs. It's great. It works nicely. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> This is you. Is it? Yes. Okay. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you're writing the single? Well, I think we were all just like depressed and bored of being locked down for pretty much nine months. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I mean, it, it was uh, it was good fun. I think for all of us, it was a bit of a distraction from everything that was going on, you know? Yeah. It's really sort of pour our time into. Um, also a good excuse to actually sit in a room with other people because you're mm-hmm. allowed to it's you know for for music and sort of professionally that kind of thing so it was good to actually get stuff down gave us all something to work towards and it's the first thing that we've all put out in the current iteration i think uh, rob describes us really well saying that we're creatively fertile at the minute which i just feel <laughs> like um, that's an interesting way to put it yeah it is, it is. so we sort of wrote that. yeah <laughs> and um yeah uh, and now it's just a matter of i think all uh we're our main focus is sort of getting the rest of the tracks that we have ready recorded and hopefully put out an ep as soon as well as soon as we can really but that's a bit of a question mark at the minute with everything yeah um, we're already working on the uh next single yeah. oh okay so you yeah. said 
that this song was like nine months of pent up anger about the lockdown. Did you guys get to record this while the restrictions were lifted or was this recorded from home? It was a bit of a blend, wasn't it? Both, yeah. <laughs> then can you talk to me a little bit about that process, the recording from home process? Well, a lot of the recording, I, I, I recorded the drums on my own. And then basically it was just sort of back and forth um, with with the rest of the band trying to record. So they'd send some stuff over, then they'd come around and record some things. And it was just sort of, I don't know, it was a bit of a pain not being able to do it properly, but we got there in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we were, we were able to have a bit of fun with it, like Jack coming around to mine to sort of record the final, like, little bit of acoustic guitar for it, and my cat jumping about over his Zoom mic. <laughs> you don't get that kind of stuff when you, yeah. you, know, you get paid to do it in a studio, so that yeah. was kind of nice. Yeah. The cat definitely features in there somewhere. It's, yeah, it's in the background. When you're in a... When you're recording from home versus a studio, normally when you're in the studio, you've booked a time slot, so you're kind of up against it. Whereas with the from home thing, it's a bit more time for you to slow down and play around with overdubs or different guitar effects or you know stuff like that. So it does it does help in the end. I think we had a chance to do more layering mm -hmm. of uh, different tracks, whereas our last recording, we kind of did it over a weekend, so we just had to smash it out. Yeah, I mean, like Sam, Sam record, ended up recording a guitar part for the chorus just completely by accident, just messing around with pedals. He just mm -hmm. played a random thing and it fits so well. I was like, did you record that? Play it again. <laughs> yeah. I like that you took, you gave me absolutely no credit there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, oh, you know, I mean, no, no, I, I did kind of give you credit. I mean, you, you played it was, it was the pedals, Chris. You don't have to show yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a situation of putting every single pedal on and just see what came out and it really worked so <laughs> solid noisy noise <laughs> noise uh, so while listening through this single what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys if any I think that's a loaded question because we'll all give you about 50 different examples <laughs> well go ahead well Chris? The main riff I sort of wrote like quite a few years back and the, the bands, even before all the, the uh, these guys joined, like I had even like, it was like an old version of the band and just on and off working on it, it just never really went anywhere. It was a bit slow, a bit plodding. Um, and then it took, you know, the new lineup to really fucking give it a kick up the ass. Um, and I think when I originally wrote the riff, it was like slowed down. In my mind, it sounded a bit like Arctic Monkeys or Interpol, which was mm. completely different to what anything the band had done before. I think mm -hmm. it still has sort of, sort of like post-punk, post-rock sort of feel to it. Maybe, maybe still, but that's for me anyway, originally. Oh. Yeah, personally, I tend to gravitate towards like alt-rock or post-hardcore. So bands like Alexis on Fire or um, there's a British band called Ruben who um, they've split up now, but they were massive influence on like the way I play guitar and bass. Um, so they're never far, like when I'm writing stuff, they're never that far from my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? 
Uh, I'd venture a few, but like uh, same as sort of Chris and Rob saying, we, it all sort of blends into one. But I think um, like I got a lot of post rock influences, bands like Mogwai, especially with that thing that we just um, sort of knocked out in the studio. That was all that was, you know, trying to make Mogwai noises, and you know if they fit. I think when so many of us bring so many different sort of like influences over it, sort of melds into this unrecognizable thing anyway. Even if I'm essentially just trying to get a tone that is straight off of. Mogwai's Hardcore Will Never Die album, you know, this stuff just happens, and um, yeah, that's the one I'd probably point to. Okay. Yeah. It's the post-rock way, just turn on the pedals on full. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> just uh, zone out for 35 minutes. Exactly, exactly. Let's play one card and then you can just leave the room for a bit. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. All of you have to do it. Uh, yeah, straight up, straight up banger. Okay. Straight banger. Beating me, stole mine. <laughs> um, all right. Hooky, catchy, and occasionally heavy. And I'm going to hyphenate occasionally and heavy, so it's technically one word. Okay. Okay, solid. I'm going to go with an emotional journey. <laughs> I don't know. Punchy, powerful, good. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good. Uh, so, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? And you mentioned that you're already working on a new single. Can you tell us anything about that? And when I say can I, uh, can you, I mean tell us everything. <laughs> um, hopefully, in five years, we are a household name and. Dave Grohl is calling me up and being like, hey, Chris, you want to support the Foo Fighters on our next tour? And I'll be like, yeah, sure, Dave. That's why I say. No, actually, you'll be calling Dave and he'll be, and you'll be going, hey, would you like to support us? Exactly. <laughs> um, the next single is, uh, we, it's currently called Lizard Shoes. Hmm. That may, may, that May stay working tile. I'm not sure yet, but it, we, we we might keep it. Okay. Um, again, it's just evolving, evolving the sound for me. Um, it's been a long one in the making as well. Like uh, Rob, Rob did a lot of the writing for this one. Um, I'm really excited for it. It's got a lot, was it like it's like really catchy, poppy, but also it's got some um, alternative rock sort of like post punk vibes to it. Uh, I'm really excited to get it recorded actually. But if anyone else wants to. Yeah, so we started writing it about 2019 um, with a completely different lineup. So Jack and Sam were even in the band at that point. It was me, Chris, a different drummer and guitar player. Mm. Um, but then just due to different reasons, we couldn't like for like the entirety of 2019, we just couldn't make anything seem to happen for us. Like practices kept getting missed, uh, couldn't gig properly. It was just felt like the whole world was against us at some point. <laughs> um, so we had the idea, like the sort of first draft written. And then since Jack and Sam joined and we actually managed to, you know, kick ourselves up the ass and get things moving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of moved along quite a bit from there. So, you know, it's just, it's another one where we tried to have a lot of different elements, but also not just be like, here's a part, here's a part, here's a part, mm-hmm. you know, try and make, flow so it sounds like a song rather than just 15 different riffs loosely connected okay. yeah. so it's been that makes pretty, sense. pretty gratifying about uh, getting it 
sort of finalised? Because, again, only fairly recently has it been... Yeah, I'll say it, it's finalised now. Hopefully the guys sort of agree. It's literally um, a few days ago, that's rehearsal. We yeah, got it. We like, yeah, sounding better already. Yeah. Oh, it's always, yeah, it's always been a little bit of a thorn in the side as well because it's like always been that song that needed sorting out. And now mm. to have actually got it down and uh, yeah, really excited to get it get it done. Um, and it's, it's sounding really tight. Again, really different to the other songs we've already put out, but... Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, I think it's really good. Oh yeah, I think good. the hard part for it was um, it was very close, and it has been for a while, and that kind of puts you off from finalising it because it's like, well, what we know it needs something, mm-hmm. but we don't know what, so you just kind of procrastinate and you know just start writing fifty-eight other songs all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh. Um, good question. Probably a nice fat steak with some chips, some proper home-cooked chips, peppercorn sauce, a pint of Guinness. That'll do for me. Solid. Guinness. Like, uh, a, like, a, like a Sunday, <laughs> Sunday dinner, I think. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Sunday yeah, dinner? Yeah, definitely. You know, like roast beef. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I don't know what to drink. Lilt. I don't know. Something weird. <laughs> we have. So, yeah, it's me. Uh, I would probably also go a steak, but um, say instead of chips, just to be different, and say something like some dolphin wok and ta- uh, potatoes. Ooh, I'm saying a dolphin wok. Well, it's my last meal, man. You know, you got to might as well put the boat out. Exactly. <laughs> Every single Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not that classy, so, you know. It's... <laughs> and to drink, I don't know. Uh, I'll, cut, I'll pull back from classy and just say like a Jack Daniels or a Jim Beam or something. Okay. Solid. I'd probably go for like a big old meat feast pizza and a big old pint of Heineken. That that do me. All right. Oh, all right. Oh, still the student. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah. We don't get that one very often. No. There's a very psychotic. <laughs> do anything you want without that consequence, great. <laughs> oh, except when the cops go after you and then they kill yeah, you. Then you're yeah. alive again, aren't you? You're you're wasted wasted and then you come back. Yeah. Okay, you got yeah. me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be Pokemon, surely. Surely you want to, you know, venture through. You know, I mean, obviously, in hindsight, it's probably a bit animal abusey, but you know, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. All right. All right. Solid. I'm gonna say Fallout. Just so true. It <laughs> it's research for the one. band, really, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. my excuse when I blast it for like 15 straight hours on a weekend or something. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a huge fan of the game, so I guess Skyrim. That would be, <gasps> that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we haven't gotten Skyrim in a while, and it's like one of my favorite answers. So good one. That's a good one. 
So I, I, I'm really here today, I promise. So I've done a asking last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Purple. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have one, man. Like cyan, maybe because I don't okay. play on a. That's a good right. one. Yeah. And Rob, did you answer? Uh, yeah, I said purple. purple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this color, I like this green. It's like a dark British racing green. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sound? Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Uh, well, just everything that we've already released on the YouTube, the Spotify's, the Facebooks, the Twitters, you know, all the different medias. <laughs> Um, yeah. a music video painstakingly edited by myself which is on YouTube it'd be nice if people would check that out let me let yeah. me know how I did it was horrible alright uh, well thank you for sitting down with this guy this has been Radio Aftermath and we're the Good Noise Podcast <laughs>